Sunday, May 31st, 2020. And my husband is here again with me tonight. Say hi, husband. Hi, husband. And you know what? I we I know I made a list and I just told you about the list of things we're going to talk about. But I totally forgot to talk, talk about my birthday. Friday was my birthday. Happy birthday. You're 58 years old. 56, not 58, 56. Um, had a very nice birthday. My husband cooked my favorite meal, my mother's meatloaf with baked potatoes. Um, I don't eat the vegetable. Buttered peas. Buttered peas. And then he got me a gift card to the Apple Store and some of my favorite expensive soap that I cannot wait to use and some candy bars that I already ate. <laughs> that didn't take long. And then on Saturday, you took me um, you took me away, and we'll talk about that later, but... Um, we need to acknowledge. We need to acknowledge um, that the world, or at least the United States, is falling apart, thanks to our um, fearful leader. Um, I'm sure everyone is familiar right now with what's going on in the world, and I say the world, but it's really the United States, where the poor black man George Floyd was um, killed on Monday. With the guy, policeman, put his knee on his neck, and even though the Autopsy says that that's not the cause of um, death. It certainly contributed to the man's death. Well, so. but for that action, he probably would not have died. Correct. But for that action, he would not have died. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. So since then, there's been all these protests and, um, uh, I don't know, backlash. And then the cop was arrested and charged with third-degree murder, which is like... Um, Someone described what third-degree murder is, and I, now I can't think of the description of it. It's not as bad as first- or second-degree murder, clearly. Well, he didn't plan to no. murder this person. Right, and that so would be first-degree. lesser degrees of murder. You yeah. know you watch all these crime shows. I know, I know what you think, right? But in, here in our city, in Washington, D.C., last night, I believe, was the first night of protests in D.C., is that right? Or no, it was well, the night before. Nights, yeah, it was, it was the night before because um, then Trump commented how um, that if you keep protesting in D.C., he's going to uh, bring out the big guns. No, the vicious dogs. And then he say the military and too? ominous weapons. Yeah. So vicious dogs and ominous weapons. It's nowhere near where we live. We live way out in the neighborhoods, but um, it is happening in our city, and it's sad. I don't think we're having as in terms of uh, damage and destruction as as much as other cities. Hmm. Well, I'll, you know, my commentary on all this is that you know, Donald Trump is the face of where we are as a country. And it's no accident that we have this clown in the White House at a time when we are a polarized and divided country and on many issues. Um, and... Racism is certainly an issue that we're still coming to grips with. But then we also have a police culture that is not, um, it's, it's not regulated from within. There were colleagues watching this, this person Three of kneel them. on this person's neck and no one intervened to stop it. If I witnessed such a thing in my profession... If I witnessed a colleague abusing 
um, a student or or physically assaulting someone else and didn't report it, I would I would get fired and, and face potentially face criminal consequences. I would be horrified so, if I saw a colleague doing something they're not allowed. But we, the thing is, we are required to report it, or we we get fired. You're automatically terminated. Yeah, and. In the police world, it's investigations are pending, which of course take forever. And I think we're tired of, of watching police officers um, get exonerated uh, on whatever technicalities exist in these situations. And I think it's just tired of it. Well, you know the um, the blue code, right? Where cops look after your cops. Right. Yes. And but, they won't snitch on each other. Or- yes. Um, but you know, Donald Trump makes things worse by simply being himself and doing that, doing things and saying things that he he can't help it because he is mentally ill. Um, so, but he incited he, all this violence with his tweets. I don't know that he incited the violence. I think the violence was brewing because there was a lag time between what everyone saw in their living rooms and on their phones and when and the arrest. action was actually taken against this police officer. Yeah. That's that's what started the violence. Trump simply throws fuel on the fire with his tweets that are poorly informed. And I have to think Stephen Miller is writing the tweets and Donald just is just sending them send, yeah. from the toilet, you know, wherever he's writing these things with the um, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Trump doesn't know what any of that means. Someone put that on his phone. Like I said, while he was squatting on the toilet, and said, here, uh, Mr. President, uh, send that. But the person behind uh, that tweet knew, knows the, the person be- behind it. It's, it's a Stephen Miller so knows the history Stephen of that. Stephen Miller would say, or sending vicious dogs. Well, anyone who took high school history. We've seen the pictures of the vicious dogs attacking civil rights protesters in the 60s. Yeah. Donald Trump isn't too smart to know these things. No. So this is, you know, someone else manipulating this. Um, and now, now he's going to designate Antifa uh, a terrorist organization, even though he has no power. This is another thing. All his various statements about the World Health Organization and Antifa... These are things he doesn't have the power to do. It's just blustering, blustering, which only makes things worse. And can I add to that? Yes. The whole thing about his Twitter account, and I think since our last podcast, it was last weekend that Twitter actually put, um, uh, what was it, fact-checking, flag, flag two of his tweets, but it was they were for inciting violence or um, you know causing... I'll have some of that. Okay. Well, I think one act was a, a fact check, and what he was—it was something with mail, um, with um, mail-in voting. Oh, yeah, wrong. that's true. And so finally, Twitter has the balls to call out two of his fifty-eight thousand lies over the past week. Um, and he has. And so now, now he's going to write an executive order punishing social media. But it, he a, doesn't realize that he doesn't have that he power. No, he, he just thinks he's a king. It would take an act of Congress so, to change that law, back, that FCC this, law. This goes back to when, before he ran for president, and he would comment on Barack Obama and George W. Bush. They were all weak, and why don't they just do it? Why, you look, you, 
think back on interviews he gave back then. Well, people this bring was, this, this Listen to me. Yeah. This is someone who is not aware of constitution and constitutional checks and balances and what presidents can or cannot do. And so he's doing things he thinks he can do, but everyone else around him knows he can't do them. But instead of saying, Mr. President, you can't do this. They just said, yes, Donald, just yes. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Nothing will come of these things because he doesn't have the power to do them. But no one's going to say, Mr. President, you actually can't do that. So he'll just think, he, he just thinks it. he can do them. But don't you think that's- In the meantime, it's adding more chaos, more confusion. It is sowing more animosity. We don't have a president who has the capability of healing a nation that is getting over a pandemic and police uh, violence against citizens and racism. And we don't, we don't have that. We yeah. just have a child who um, is banging against the, the playpen. Right, where a, president, uh, that's it. where a president right now should be trying to bring calm to the United States. Yes. He is rattling the cages. It is the one thing every president, I think, has been able to do, because it's the one thing, it's the one thing a president is expected to do. Correct. Is to soothe a nation that is in He's trouble. Troubled. Yes. It's why LBJ decided in 68, I'm not running again. I can see the writing on the wall. I, I can't fix this. I'll lose it. I mean, it's even George W. Bush had his moment for September 11th. He just is not capable. He is too mentally disturbed to do it. Yeah. So there's so there's that going on, and I'm sure everyone's aware of that. Um, however, I, another thing that when we left the last podcast, I don't I don't think we finished the the, the uh, toilet story. We um, talked about them. Or did we did we finish the toilet story? I don't remember. Well, we got a new toilet. We ended up getting a new toilet. Yes. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe we did talk about that. I don't know. But um, I guess the plumber did find a leak, and uh, we had to have the toilet replaced in my bathroom. So I have a new toilet in my bathroom. But now there's like this issue with our the again the general manager of our building and uh, the damage to the lady's ceiling below us. Well, I called the insurance company, and the insurance company said, give us her phone number and her contact information. We will contact her and file a claim for her, and we will, you know, organize getting a contractor and fixing whatever issues in the ceiling, and you guys won't have to worry about it. And I was like, great. So then I contacted the general manager and said, um, I need the contact information for the people who live below us. And normally I could just probably go to her house, knock on her door and do it. But there's a protocol from the, at least from the front desk people tells me, they're not allowed to give out other residents' information. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, so I have to go through the general manager. Well, she never gave me the information. So I emailed the lady directly because she was on, her email was on another was on another communication that I got, so I had her email address. I just emailed her and said, could you give me your phone number? We can you know, get this process rolling. So she did yesterday, and tomorrow I'll be calling the insurance company to file the claim and get her ceiling fixed and get this over with, because it's a big pain in the ass. Do you agree? It is, yes. Now, have you tried the new toilet? Well, no, because it's in your bathroom. I have my own bathroom, and I have my own toilet. 
Well, it's very nice. It works very nice. It's, it, Is it flush? It handles my um, my poops, yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, that's all that has to happen. There's a history of home pooping on this podcast, and... Um, even with a new toilet, the home pooping is continuing to excellent uh, go. Anyway, <laughs> well, you're usually a once a week. No, not anymore, no, no. honey. Anyway, so yesterday, well, um, you probably heard that the um, states around us and the District of Columbia decided that May 29th, my birthday, was the day that they would open up. The, well, first of all, in Virginia and parts of Maryland the rest of the state, and then uh, the city would open up to phase one. And in Virginia, the three counties closest to the city, Fairfax, Loudoun, and Prince William, can open up. They were closed before because it's the most populated and they had the most COVID cases and all that. But on my birthday, they got to open up, which means that the wineries in those counties were able to open under limited circumstances. And they opened just because it was your birthday. They did, yes. So, thinking about that, we thought, as part of my birthday weekend, we would go to a winery yesterday. And you made the reservations, because, because we had to have a reservation for this thing, which means you have like a, a two-hour window to be there, and you have to stay outside. You can only order bottles, no glasses, uh, there's no actual tasting. Oh, no, you can drink the wine in a glass, but you have to get the wine by the bottle. Correct. Yes, you can only buy, buy it by the bottle. Yeah. Um, but there's like no tasting. You don't get to go into the tasting room unless you're just going to use the bathroom. Um, so we decided that uh, yesterday, Saturday, we would venture out for the first time since mid-March. I mean, I think besides going to the grocery store, we haven't been anywhere. I haven't been anywhere since March 13th. Yeah. And I think mine was March 22nd or something like that. Um, so we were like, okay, let's go. I, I still have, now that we were talking about this yesterday, but the gas that's in my the tank of my car has been in there since March 22nd, I believe. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I haven't gotten gas for two and a half months. Because the grocery store is so close that we never use up any gas driving up there. And otherwise, but, everything is walking distance. I mean, right, the and then we have been, the we've been walking everything. And the restaurants, you know, the, we doing takeout, we just walked. Yeah. So we, um, well, my husband got together a bunch of food that we could take with us because you can bring your own food. They're not serving food at the, at the uh, winery. It was yet. a beautiful day. Oh my God, the weather was just so perfect. The low humidity, the nice breeze, and maybe it was 75, 74 degrees, 73 degrees, something like that. It was just beautiful. So we drove out to Linden, Virginia, and went to Linden Vineyards. Yes. And they started out, um, well, they met us right at the doors of the taste room and then showed us the different options of places we could sit. We chose to sit on the um, patio uh, with views of the um, some vineyards and some mountains and the other seating areas you could see. Um, but it was a nice place. It was covered and shaded. But we didn't have to worry about it being covered because it was not going to rain. It was beautiful. Um, and they, when we sat down, they started by giving us a complimentary carafe of their newest um, release release of Chardonnay. Uh, special Chardonnay. Uh, it's called Village. Village. Or Village. Um, 
So that was, and that was really nice. I think we should, did you get a bottle of that yesterday? I don't remember. No, because I got uh, bottles of the future releases of 2017s. Oh, that were going to be limited anyway right yes. now. The Village will be there yeah. for a while. Uh, but um, so as, a, as an extra bonus for being there, um, we were allowed to purchase upcoming releases, upcoming releases that are not going to be released for another year. They're going to go back in the cellar. Uh, but 2017 in Virginia was a phenomenal year. And no wineries have released their 2017s, so or very the, few releases. Yeah, and the reds you're talking about. Yeah, so um, so I purchased those. We're never going back. We can get like the Village. We can get that next time. I guess, I guess not. Yeah. So we had anywhere. that to start with, and then we got out all of our lunch items, and we had a red wine. We had the Claret, the 2016 yes, Claret. It's a, a blend of um, red grapes, which was and it was perfectly paired yes. with all of our. And we watched birds. Oh my gosh! If I had taken my big camera yesterday, and my husband reminds me of this all the time, that I wish I had, because we saw barn swallows, we saw house finches, the red-headed house finch. And the blue, um, eastern, eastern, blue eastern bluebird. And cardinals. Well, yeah, I was, we, see a lot, we saw lots of birds, but those were the three that, I, that would have been new to me this year. We saw year. a vulture, a vulture, too. And that's true. At the end, we did see a vulture. And it was flying pretty low, and the wet wingspan yeah. was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful we day. enjoyed our lunch, enjoyed the wine. The um, owner of the winery came over and stood six feet away and chatted with us for quite a while. Normally, he comes over, when we're there, he comes over and sits down and has a glass of wine with us, but he couldn't do that this time. And everybody was wearing masks, and all the people who were serving the stuff had gloves on with their masks, you know, masks and gloves. Um, and I felt very comfortable, you know, I was, you know, I was a little nervous going out because we didn't really know. I mean, we knew that Lyndon was going to be extremely safe Careful. and yeah. you know but we've seen pictures on and videos on tv about the people been going out in crowded places and I, I wouldn't be able to do that but this was perfectly spaced apart we didn't get close to any other guests who were there would you say you wouldn't even get close to me well honey we were just sitting two feet apart um yeah so i was very comfortable i thought it was a, a nice you know couple two hours and and i thought it was good yes but I will say, as a, I guess a reminder of the times we're living in, there's some some folks we know have been complaining about. Um, well, we have to pay for reservations now, and oh, yeah. um, gratuities are being automatically added to your bill, and all of this. And I think it's time to under, to be aware that these places have been closed for three months. They have their their staff members have not been paid for three months. Um, but yet they've still had to pay their mortgages. They still had to pay their bills, bills and, and they had staff you know staff members that were out of work. And so um, it's easy to think, well, yes, I was going to tip anyway. Well, you may tip, but three people behind you probably won't. And these. Wait staff, the cooks, the whoever, whoever is taking care, who whoever is taking care of us in this reopening phase, um, they haven't had work since March, and it has to, it has to be difficult. Um, 
And so even now, with all this, you know, with even with the reopening, it's it's limited. It's not as though at least right, here, it's at like fifty percent capacity. Um, capacity is extremely low, so they're not recovering uh, from what's happened. So, but um, I was going to say, be patient, be understanding. If you have to pay that extra ten dollars to reserve a table or the gratuities added, just, uh, just be aware. It. Don't be a Karen. Definitely don't be a Karen. Don't ask to see the manager. But I was going to say that charging a reservation fee, that makes up for, because for example, as I said earlier, they're not, they, they're not allowed to do any tastings of wine and they would make $10 per person on the tasting, right? So they yeah. got to make up that money somehow. Yeah. And charging $10 for a table reservation, that's nothing. That's half of what they would get for two people. And there are people who will make that reservation and then not show up. And not show up. But they were already charged because you have to pay, use your credit card yep. on that system first. So they would still have to pay for that reservation if they didn't show up. So that but it's true, even if it's the, you know, the waiter at the restaurant. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing. I mean, well, And those all those people who normally do the tastings were like waitresses yesterday. Yeah. So... Yeah, so we understand it, and we, we're not complaining at all. Yes, don't be a Karen. And as far as the tipping, because so far we've been, we've been having to do takeout. So when you use the system, I think it's GoTab is what yeah. they're using, it automatically adds 20% to the bill. And the thing is, I, didn't even, I don't even think about it. I just signed the slip. Yeah. Didn't realize that they were doing that. I mean, I wasn't really looking at it that closely. Um, so it didn't. It hasn't bothered me, and I don't think it would. Now we we can say that starting um, Monday, many of the restaurants that we have frequented many times in the past are going to actually open up for outdoors, eating, eating outdoors. Yes, um, the one we wanted to go to that we've been to many times before, La Piquette, they have a much smaller outdoor space. Yeah, and they're already booked. And they're already booked. So we're going to go. Uh, what did you, I can't Al dente. Al dente, an Italian restaurant. And they have plenty of outdoor seating. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that's that's starting up on Monday, in, in D.C. at least. Yeah. And we're actually hoping that, because remember our mayor said that she was looking into certain streets that can be closed for um, uh, restaurants to expand yeah, street there. Street seating. And yeah, and there's a couple streets around us. You know, the one that's over there by the... Um, Grocery yeah. store. But there really is no, I mean, the plan B for if it rains, for example, then where can everybody oh, go? Oh, yeah. Again, this, 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 these are not covered areas now. Because we're already heading into summer season and the afternoon thunderstorms. Yeah. Uh, I, that would be difficult. I guess they're going to deal with that when as it happens. I don't and know. then we get into July when it's 100 degrees outside. Well, you said it's already going to be like 93 on Wednesday. Yeah. That's crazy. But it's a start and... I still think it's a little premature, but we'll see where things go. Well, if we think it's premature, then we don't have to go out, right? That's true, but I guess I am trusting the judgment of local official uh, local officials. Um, and here again, here's where we don't really have national leadership, but um, because even you know Trump is going against his own recommendations uh, of his from his own administration about people. all this, so. Yeah. We're all, we are just sort of feeling our way around in the dark on all of this. So I guess I'm just trusting. I've trusted um, Mayor Bowser. I think she's been level-headed and realistic. Um, we're one of the last areas to reopen. Well, and also, uh, I was thinking... And um, so I, you know, we could just kind of tip our 
dip our toe in the water and see what happens. And and, and that's what I did today. Be careful. Yeah. Because on Friday, with the opening up, that meant the um, parks could open up again. Yeah. And the trails around here can open again. And you know, I hadn't been on the trails for a very long time, but I also hadn't been not. I have not been doing any bird watching. But today. I said, I'm going to go bird watching on the trail since it's open. But I wore my mask. And do you know that there, well, first of all, the trail was packed. There was lots of people on there on the trail. But I, as I told you, I think of all the people that I saw, anybody who was like under the age of 35 was not wearing a mask. And if they were running, their sweat was flying and they're huffing and puffing, putting out their droplets yeah. of their breath and stuff. And I'm just like, thank God I'm wearing well, my I mask. I will say, so I, I run. It's difficult to run with the mask. It's and the the mask it is. the mask itself gets wet. So I run with a towel in my hand, and when I run, from running past people, I put my towel over my nose and mouth ahead of time, and I try to get away in the bike people. lane. Yeah, uh, to do that because it is diff- it it's impossible to run in a but mask. But think about that trail down there. It's about two oh, feet I know, wide, I know. and. People come running by you or running towards you with their huffing and puffing and sweat flying. Yeah. And I'm like, I would step off the trail, and I'm just glad I had a mask on. But I did see three new birds. I need to put them on my uh, website. But um, not, well, I have become a wait, 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 flower. Wait a minute. Not oh. three. Not three new birds, but three birds for this year. This year. Yeah. And they were well, actually one of them is new. It's an Acadian flycatcher. Okay. Have you ever heard of that one? No. I hadn't either, but um, that's what I found. That and a, um, a boat-tailed grackle and a uh, thrush. A, br- a brown thrush or just a thrush, I yeah. think it is. Anyway, so uh, my husband was just about to say that he f- discovered a new app. What's the name of the app? Uh, you don't even know. <laughs> you have to tap on the phone. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Um, um, it allows him to identify plants. Plants. We have so many beautiful plants and flowers, especially at this time of year. You know, just everything blooming. And um, I don't know the names of half the flowers. And so um, I bought this app called Picture This. And uh, you take a picture of the plant. plant and um, you submit it and it tells you what it is. Like within seconds it tells you yeah. what it is. And so today on his walk, I got lots of plants. How many? Like, like thirty of them. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> around here it's just beautiful. And I walked up to the. Um, I didn't run today. I walked up to the university, and there are beautiful gardens there. Um, and I'm surprised at how many plant species we have here that are actually Asian. Yes, yeah, so you also said too that things that you thought were one thing are actually named something completely different. Yeah, well, like we have a, a lot of hydrangea, a lot in the hydrangea family, uh, uh, the oak leaf hydrangea and the common hydrangea, and it's different, um, different uh, members of the same family. But they're all beautiful. I think you think they're beautiful. And then we have um, two different kinds of dogwoods, and I, I thought no, I didn't know that. dogwoods, but yes, we have Japanese dogwoods in this area. Uh, so anyway, it's been fun, and that's going to be your new hobby, is plant identification. Yeah. Well, until I can get out and play tennis again or something like yes. that. Yeah. And and I do want to wrap this up, but I just want to say, um, 
a little bit of meta information here. Um, as you may or may not know, I've been trying to figure out how I can use two microphones without having to buy a mixer or figure out the old one or anything like that. Well, I have actually figured it out. Um, so the next time you hear us podcast, which will probably be another week, um, we will each have our own microphone and you will hear us separately without having to use a mixer. So and if anybody's curious about how I learned that, I will um, be happy to tell you. On a Mac, it's super easy. You can plug in two separate USB microphones and use a little piece of software that's already on your Mac and make it recognize them both. So anyway, next time you hear us, we'll both have our own microphones. So um, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone is staying healthy and well, and you're not letting the troubles in our country get you down too much. Um, Vote in November. Vote in November. Our lives depend on it. Vote blue. No matter who. who. All right. So that's all we have for today. Until next time. Bye. Bye.